0: And welcome to another episode of What a Scream, the podcast, um, where I, your host, Igraine, chats with a special guest every week about a particular subject or a genre that I have pulled out of um, a, a random couple of subjects. Um, and then myself and my guests pick a horror film to do with that subject, and then we discuss them for your our pleasure. Um, this week, the subject is so bad, it's good. So we are, myself and my guests, we will be looking at films that we think are like the most ridiculous shit we've ever seen, but we thoroughly enjoy it anyway. So this week, my special guest, they've been on the podcast before, it is Mick Bell Morgan. They were on before talking about queer horror, and this time they are trying their hardest who convince me of the merits of Ghost Shark. And I in turn are trying to convince them of the chef's kiss that is killer sofa. So here it is. This is my chat with Mixbell Morgan about horror films that are so bad, they're good. So I would like to welcome back to Water Scream. Last time they were here, uh, we chatted about LGBTQIA plus horror um, and that was such a good episode that I knew I had to get them back on the podcast. So uh, back to join us today to talk about um, So Good It's Bad Horror is Mick Morgan. Morrigan. How are you?
1: I am good. And thank you for having me back and making me a recurring guest, a dream. Um, but yeah, I am doing very well, just enjoying what I can kind of life in our current world.
0: Yes, it's nice to see Ireland kind of slowly beginning to open up again and people
1: mm.
0: kind of, I wouldn't say going back to normality because it's not normal anymore like we have a new normality but it is nice to kind of you know people are going on a holiday they are going back to school they're etc etc so it's really nice to see and um, of course going back to the cinema you are uh really into going to the cinema aren't you have you seen anything good recently
1: uh yes I have I do love going to the cinema I have a Cineworld membership so I avail of it as much as I can plug plug it in
0: there exactly (laughs) exactly
1: 100% (laughs) I I am not at all being paid by Cineworld to advertise their membership I just like it and if they would
0: like to send a few
1: members yeah exactly if they want to send anything yeah I I wouldn't say no um Well, yeah, I've seen. I haven't seen any actually of the new horror films yet. Candyman is on my list. I am going to be seeing that very soon. Um, but I did have gone to see the new Suicide Squad, which I absolutely loved to bits. One of my favorite new films. But that's the most recent one I've seen. But yeah. I do, yeah, I love the cinema.
0: <laughs> well, confession time for me. I actually fell asleep during the new Suicide Squad. I thought it was so boring. I just, I just, just like, no, nope, I'm gone. Good night. <laughs>
1: yeah i think it's definitely i think that's just james Gunn in general he's one of those directors that his films are either going to be have someone who's hooked or not that's yeah i think i think that's almost every film that's going to have the same divisiveness yeah. which i guess is why he's a good director but i don't know um yeah. but yeah
0: i really enjoyed his like guardians of the galaxy um mm-hmm. i really like i love Guardians. it's one of my favorite marvel films And so I was really looking forward to the Suicide Squad. And then, uh, no, maybe I was just too tired for it and too worn out, obviously, because I had a bit of Fright Fest fatigue um, Mm. just from watching all the Fright Fest films. And then I was still in that mindset where I was like, horror, horror, like deep, meaningful horror. And then seeing something like Suicide Squad, where you can kind of switch your brain off. Yeah. I don't think I'd quite switch my brain off enough. (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> that possibly could have had something to play into it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the most recent one I've been to see in the cinema. Yeah. And yes. Uh, being able to go back to the cinema again is just such a lovely treat like, after so it really long. Is, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so our theme for this week is one that you kind of approached me with. Um because you seem to be a bit of a fan. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you seem to be a bit of a fan of like really cheesy horror films that are so bad they're good is that correct
1: yes I think I have like a soft spot in my heart for those films like I don't know what it is maybe it's like kind of like a throwback to the kind of like b-horror movie of like the olden times but I don't know I just think those films that are just objectively terrible that you can somehow find a glimmer of enjoyment from it almost from how bad they are but yeah I have a soft spot for those movies uh, would it would I go out of my way to spend most of my time watching them no <laughs> but they I wouldn't complain if one of them came on
0: <laughs> they're definitely the kind of movies that you find late night on like the sci-fi channel or mm-hmm. the horror channel on tv um And I'm gonna admit I'm a bit of a snob and I would definitely just turn it straight over and I'd be like absolutely not. I just, I, I found especially with the two picks that we chose for today that there's that two level of so bad they're good. It's the ones that know they're bad and play up on the bad, and are like, yeah, this is fucking ridiculous, but you know what, we're going to have a bit of fun. And then there's the ones that are like, take themselves a little bit too seriously, and so you Mm. can't actually get past the bad acting and the bad screenplay. And, yeah, I think that's where I fall. I'm kind of like, oh, I like the ones that are so bad, it's funny, but not the ones that take themselves too seriously.
1: Yeah, no, I kind of like, fall under this, like, similar like understandings of how i'd approach them because like i think the ones that are just having fun with it but also playing it straight it's like it's a very thin line as in like i i don't like the ones where not that they're taking it too seriously but more that it's just they're not having fun with it and they're also not playing it straight just those ones just fail and i think coming back to the so so bad it's good i enjoy those films more rather than a bad horror film if you know what i mean like in the sense that like i'd rather watch an objectively terrible film which i'm going into knowing it's terrible just so i can have fun with it than watch a horror film Which had a lot of potential and failed Mm. and was just a bad film. I think that's the way I approach it. At least the ones that are objectively terrible, you can have fun with it. I think that's how I approach it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Like, there's nothing worse than when you're like, you sit down to watch a horror film and it's just awful and you're like, oh God, there's nothing to redeem this. Like, you know, I didn't realize it was going to be this bad. Whereas, you know, as you said, with a lot of these kind of so bad, they're good even from the titles you know that it's going to be a little bit kind of you know a, a little exactly. bit more, you know
1: going yeah, in <laughs>
0: exactly we we like a bit of forewarning a bit of foreboding on this um so let's kick off then with the film that you chose to cover um would you like to tell us what it is and give us a bit of a, a synopsis
1: Yes, I will. The, the film that I chose and chose to subject you to you too, I guess, um, is Ghost Shark, which I feel when it comes to the, like the bad horror films, I think it's criminally underrated because it gets forget it forgotten in the wake of all the Sharknados. This one, I just, I don't know. I just think it's a gem of its own. It is a film about a shark that essentially is killed and dies in a Native American cave basically like a burial ground so kind of going the poltergeist route but in a much more in your face way <laughs> and the spirit of this shark ends up taking its revenge on the town <laughs> exactly it's it's, it's it's all in the description um, what I love when like I almost did more research for this one than I did for our LGBTQ episode for some reason. I know terrible me, but, um, I, the director is a, the name just, it just seemed like the perfect name for someone who would direct ghost shark is a Griff first is the director's name. And I looked at like the cinematography of this director and I think he just has a thing for sharks because two of his other directorials are, Swamp Shark and Trailer Park Shark. <laughs> exactly. Okay, now I'm
0: interested in Crate. I mean Swamp Shark. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, go live with the alligators or whatever. But Trailer Park Shark, like, is it is it in like inflatable paddling pools or something? And...
1: I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I am not sure. <laughs> but interestingly enough, as well in the research for this episode. I realized that there was actually a sequel to Ghost Shark, which I now must seek, which is called Ghost Shark 2, Urban Jaws. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, I, exactly. I, I have no idea, but I will find it so I can <laughs> see you if it's what? worth it.
0: I admire the director for going that far with it. <laughs> you know, they were like, I like sharks. <laughs> I mean, shark week. And you know what? I'm just going to make a living off of sharks.
1: Yeah, it seems like it, as also his entire slate of directorial debuts is all just B-horror movies. There's lots of crocodiles, apocalypses, just the recurring theme, and the writer similarly enough as well. All very similar types of films, so it made sense that this is something they made. But yeah, that's a brief synopsis of the film, and I think the main reason that I kind of just love this film so much is that it's basically a slasher villain, it has like some of the best death scenes in any horror film and I stand by that because they're just completely ridiculous balls to the wall insanity <laughs> and I love it.
0: <laughs> so I, before we came on air, I was like I'm low-key mad at you for making me watch this. I, I felt like it straddled that line of taking itself too seriously Um, and I don't know whether now the other film we're going to talk about is from a different culture and I don't know whether it's just Americans and you know Northern Americans they just seem to take themselves a bit too seriously and even Mm. if they're they're trying not to it still comes across as like the overacting the uh, you know the real seriousness of it all and that's what I got from Ghost Shark and that's why I started to go cross-eyed by the end of it because i was like i i can't i can't be dealing with this like it was just it was just so funny the way there was like several times where like the police would come up would like arrive at a scene and like this shark had laid to waste a bunch of teenagers and the other teenagers just like ran off and you're like stop running off like just stay in one place away from water and you'll be fine
1: (laughs) yeah i think that definitely is uh reoccurring theme with a lot of American horror is that there's just a lot of dumb people. Like, as in you watch these films and you're just kind of like, would you really have, like, if they weren't as dumb, would there really be a film? But I guess that's movie making, as in if there was actually people with some, like, intelligence, then there probably wouldn't be a film made. So I don't know, maybe that's a, socio- is a sociological experiment to be made there about what films would be released. If there was more intelligence, I don't know, but um, yes, like it's definitely, it's def- one, definitely one hundred percent to leave your brain in a, a different building, not even at the yeah. door, <laughs> far, far away, different building. Um, I also think Ghost Shark kind of like a lot of those B horror movies. They're like they're so um, bad, they're good films. They're the type, they're the horror movies which I think are designed to be watched in a group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As in, like they're the ones that you watch with your friends, like you might order your pizza in, you'd have some drinks, maybe smoke something, who knows? But they're the <laughs> films <laughs> you that's probably what need. Was it. Thing. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's what those films are kind of designed for. They're designed to be watched with the crowd, so you all just take collective piss out of it I think if you're on your own it's very hard to get that experience
0: yeah I mean we definitely see this thing in horror where there's like the films that you watch with your mates as you said drinking whatever it's a lot of fun and that's that's a lot of the time it's like splashes or whatever and then there's horror films that you like you watched by yourself it's a it's a grimy watch it's a watch that like you definitely do not want to be watching with anybody else and that would be stuff like High Tension and Martyrs and like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: almost Texas Chainsaw Massacre I think is a bit of a grime watch that it's almost like a guilty kind of like guilty secret almost but (laughs) yeah I'm going to give it that. Ghost Shark is definitely one of those ones that you can have a lot of fun with with a group of people and that's also a really good horror experience as well.
1: Yeah and I think (laughs) like i could easily just like i've written down all the best kills because some of them are just so incredibly memorable and but yeah i think it's that's the main reason i love it is just those ridiculous kill scenes because they only work if you have a ghost shark (laughs) these (laughs) they only work if you have a shark that can exist in any body of water (laughs) and any body of water meaning any type of water not yeah, like just the open started, water yeah,
0: when it started raining they were like shit <laughs> <you?" laughs>
1: exactly or the first time that you glimpse that there is now ghost shark that's going to be terrorized in town is when there's the pool party and there's one kid that go, is like the asshole jerk kid that there's in an every horror movie He's kind of like trying to show off and does like mm-hmm. this they jump off the diving board and the shark just comes out of the pool and eats them midair. And it's just spectacular and glorious. And it's just, it all goes from there. And it just continued. I think, again, and I think similar as well to almost the other film we will discuss as well, like Killer Sofa. But it's like, these type of films, it's almost like with each new kill, they mm-hmm. try to, outdo the previous kills make it more outlandish make it more ridiculous and go shark definitely does that because it goes from person in a swimming pool to and i'll rattle them off quickly there is later on in the film one person who is killed while sitting on a toilet as the shark eats them from underneath and you just see him get sucked into the toilet there is like like this scene is the little one that I'm just kind of like questioning, kind of going, really? It's, he looks like he's 12. And then some like tiny little kid has obviously stolen his parents' car to go take it through this car wash with all these scantily clad women. And one it literally just devours one of the women from the bucket <laughs> where she reaches in. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Like there's no way that this film should make any sense. And it doesn't, it's just completely ridiculous and i think my favorite one is because like again with all these terrible horror films and both with these kind of objectively bad b horror ones but i think it expands further into like good slasher films but a lot of these types of films always have like the absolute <laughs> bumbling idiots of local police who just <laughs> don't know what they're like, you have to question how they even got into law enforcement you don't know what they're doing they don't know what they're doing they don't know their heads from their toe and they just never believe all the signs that something is clearly awry and it's the chief the police officer and the mayor just do not believe that there is anything happening until one guy goes to he t- takes a cup from his water cooler drink some water and then in front of the mayor who doesn't believe anything is happening up until this point the shark just comes from inside this <laughs> man splits him in half in one of the most like grotesque and ridiculously over-the-top death scenes i've seen in a horror film and yeah it's just the ridiculousness of the death scenes is one of the reasons i love this film the rest of it because there is no story the story is completely it's woeful but it's just the death scenes I think that's the main reason I just always come back to this film because it's just hilarious
0: yeah I mean you definitely have to suspend your kind of you know your brain as it were because otherwise you'll start asking questions like well how how was this shark existing in freshwater when it's a saltwater and how's it getting <laughs> from a water cooler to a toilet and so yeah very you know it's <laughs> and you know how did it end up in this cave Die, you know it's just there's a lot of questions uh that I felt just <laughs> yeah. needed an answer and it didn't have it but again maybe I was just on my kind of like analysis kind of brain there was really you can't analyze these films like you cannot
1: no <laughs> they're, they're definitely <laughs> no the second that you try to apply any form of critical analysis or logic they really start to fall apart <laughs> um, so I think I think that's another reason why I just like these films because as myself, as someone who loves philosophy, loves to analyze films, like I love being like a film nerd, I love yeah. trying to understand films and get like figure out what the director is trying to do. <laughs> You don't do that with these films. And I like it with these films that it gives a break from that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, like, for me, they're almost like, because I don't really understand, like, as a comparison, I don't understand, like, say, reality TV. It doesn't make any sense. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But I know for people who love to enjoy it, it is a time for them to be able to just switch off and just Mm -hmm. watch some... (laughs) mindless entertainment (laughs) that's what these terrible horror films are for me because I'm not gonna try to analyze them or approach it from a figuring out what they were trying I don't care I just want to watch some ridiculousness but there is a fine line between like we said earlier the ones that are just so ridiculous over the top that you can just have fun with it and then the ones that just aren't enjoyable because they're just bad like it's and I think it's very I think it is very hard to walk that line because I think it's a lot easier to make a bad film than it is to make an enjoyably bad film
0: (laughs) so would you recommend Ghost Shark to horror fans (laughs)
1: um yes because i'd re- i'd recommend it to one to fans of any form of shark horror film because if that's what it is it it gives you exactly what it says on the tin <laughs> if you enjoy the shark nato films or anything that like kind of takes a piss out of jaws and kind of goes full schlocky horror if you enjoy those films yes it's completely up your street and i'd recommend it if you're looking for just a fun film to put on if you're having a group of friends over because those death scenes are absolutely hilarious and i think if you're watching with others you can really enjoy the hilarity of it but yeah i would i would recommend it if you like that <laughs> if you have a bit of time to spare if you just want to switch your brain off completely then yes i recommend it as a fun film <laughs> um,
0: so let's move on to my pick which i had covered previously in one of the uh, mini episodes it's like a short review with my sister Um, but I wanted to pick this again because I found it so enjoyable and so hilarious and um, I just yeah I wanted to bring it back onto the main podcast Um, so I chose 2019's Killer Sofa which is a New Zealand comedy horror film written, directed and produced by Bernie Rao and it tells the story of um, not even a sofa it is a a recliner, a lazy boy chair as they call them Um, and it has become possessed Um, and it comes into the hands of uh, Francesca who is our uh, protagonist and it's like come from her ex-boyfriends and then she gets it and then it starts murdering anybody who like gets close to her kind of out of jealousy and then there's this rabbi um, whose granddaughter is friends with Francesca and he finds out that the recliner contains a dibuk, which is a Jewish demon um, and they have to try and stop this dibuk from killing everyone and I know that sounds like the most ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous plotline, and it is. But because it's from New Zealand, and the New Zealanders have like their comedy is gold. Like I love New Zealand horror, and I love New Zealand comedy. And when they marry it, it's fucking funny. And as ridiculous as this plotline is, because it's so fucking funny, it works. And it's one of the most enjoyable, so bad they're good films that I have ever come across. Um, so, what did you think of *Killer
1: I absolutely loved it. I am so glad that you had suggested it because I know you had mentioned it on the mini review, but like I would added it to my list, mm-hmm. so I hadn't got around to it. But when I knew we were discussing it for this one, I have to watch it, and I am yeah. so glad I did because oh, you're right. It is. It's just. <laughs> it's just so, out there. But I think you I think that's a really good point that you make. I think if this film had been made by Americans, yeah, I don't think it would have been as hilarious as it was. Like, I think there's just something like, again, like almost in that, you know, Taika Watiti, what we do in the shadows. Like, it's just there's just something about the New Zealand kind of comedy. Like, it's it's just like so wry but yeah I it's impossible to kind of really pin it down it just works and it's yeah hilarious but yes killer so I loved it like the, I think what I love about it like even just like as a side thing was that when you look at the movie poster like it's like this ridiculous monstrous sofa so that's what I was expecting and it's not it's just like it's just a lazy boy but I just love how like it's literally just a lazy they haven't done anything to it yeah. it's literally just a lazy boy sofa but yeah. somehow it actually has presence it has character just
0: yeah.
1: being a lazy boy recliner
0: <laughs> they've made it into this like jim henson style puppet almost but like so where the cushion meets the second cushion that's where it's like eyebrows would be and it just, it's just and then seeing it stand up on it's like find, you know, it doesn't just shuffle it around. It stands right on it's like um, the the foot bit of the the recliner and it like, and there's like a, a bit where it's walking down the street and it's like, it's just, it's so funny because like, A, you're like, well, why would you want to possess a sofa or a chair? Like why? And it's it's never really fully explained properly. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, like, again, kind of similar enough to Shark. if you try to think too hard about it, it will fall apart. So you don't do that. <laughs> you just accept what you're given. And yeah. it just works in its own little story. And, like, I kind of like how they incorporated that whole, like, YouTuber demonologist guy who's like giving the explanation of like the book and all the like the mythology behind it, and then just like because that was like almost like really genuinely believable in the sense that if you thought your sofa was possessed, you'd probably turn to YouTube to try and figure out some type of explanation for why it was happening. So that kind of gave a sense of realism to it.
0: Yeah, I (laughs) would. I really appreciated the folk them using the folklore of the dibuk because, like, that's a real thing. That's 100 percent a real thing. A dibuk, and then you have dibuk boxes, and they like you can go on the dark web and buy a dibuk box, and you're not meant to open it. Otherwise, you'll unleash the dibuk. And it's even there's a film called The Possession, um, with uh, the guy who plays Negan from The Walking Dead, and also um, from Supernatural, and he's in it. And it's all about the books, and it's I quite liked it because you know, with a lot of possession, you find it's mainly Christian Christian kind of mm. centered, whereas this is Jewish centered, and so I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I really liked the inclusion of that. Like, really liked the inclusion. Um, what did you think of the the main character, Fran Francesca?
1: I thought like like she was kind of like lovable in a kind of like Uh, ah you know just kind of like you're just like yeah just she was like completely just like you know when like that kind of expression like away with the fairies like that type of character in like just completely in her own world like everything kind of happening around her and you wouldn't even know it's just (laughs) but I think my favorite bit like about like her character is more just the fact that like her friend maxi is kind of basically like th- telling her yeah your boyfriend is gay <laughs> like, that's the only reason that he's not actually because in- apparently every man goes crazy for her which links to the whole yeah. mythology behind the film <laughs> and it's just like yeah your boyfriend's gay that's the only reason he's not into you but it's oh, like just the character was just like lovable and also as well i like that was like they incorporated that she was also a sex worker and yeah. they kind of didn't actually make any disparaging comments on that she just was i enjoyed yeah. that aspect as well and she, there was just that one bit she was like i just want to do my dancing <laughs> yeah. like, i want you to do your dancing too
0: <laughs> <laughs> i really liked the character of maxi i thought uh, they mm-hmm. were so funny and there's one scene that is my favorite so she gets like pushed off the balcony by the recliner and she falls into a wheelie bin and that's it no one knows where she's gone and then like three days later she wakes up in the wheelie bin and just climbs out and it's just you know her granddad doesn't know she's gone Francesca she just wakes up in this wheelie bin and it's hilarious it's so funny and it's just that perfect moment of New Zealand comedy that is just like it's just so on the nose and it's so perfectly timed and it's just, it's hilarious. And I just love this film and I think everyone needs to watch it because it's so funny.
1: Oh, I genuine, yes, I 100% agree. Everyone needs to go watch it because it's just, it's so ridiculously funny. And I just love little moments in it as well. Like there was that one moment where like there's the two uh, police officers and like the man police officer, who's also a recurring character in, there's this, have you seen Wellington Paranormal or heard of it? Oh, it's, it's basically from the brains of Taika Waititi and yeah. Jermaine Clement, yeah. but it's basically like, it's a like, mini series set in New Zealand about these two police officers and the, that um, actor is one of them just dealing with different kind of paranormal things, but it's set up in a documentary style, like What We Do in yeah. the Shadows highly recommend it but that actor who plays one of the police officers i just love that one scene where he's just staying late <laughs> at work and he just kind of goes yeah the wife left me and then like the other police officer just like all of a sudden just like she just becomes super sleazy and is just kind of like you know what why don't we go back to mine and take the stress off and he's just like no it's fine <laughs> just completely plays off and she's like All right, fine. It's just like usually in any other horror film, it's always going to be a man that's the sleazy police officer, and I just like how they just played that trope. And we're like, no, no, they're going to have the woman be the sleazy police officer, and just (laughs) made. I thought it just works hilariously.
0: Um, so would you recommend *Killer Sofa*? I mean, I guess we've already said that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Would you recommend it to horror fans?
1: Yes, well, definitely recommend it. Um, it's just really fun like it's just really well done like it's yeah i like i don't really possibly like maybe the only minor fault i have with it but i think this is the same for all kind of like horror films but it's just with this with killer sofa it's like the one notable person of color is like the only person that's kind of into the almost voodoo style witchcraft magic that would be my only kind of minor takeaway just because it's like that's a little bit on the nose that you really have to do that but other than that the film itself as a piece as a film is just so much Mm good fun and I think out of the two it's definitely the better film because I think you can have fun with Killer sofa on your own you don't need to be in a group to watch it (laughs)
0: um so then which one would you choose over the other then if you had to
1: if I was forced to choose as a better example of the theme, it would definitely be Killer Sofa because I think it's more objectively you can say it's just an enjoyably bad, you know, it's, it fits the theme perfectly. I just have this personal soft spot for Ghost Shark, which is why I picked it. But from the theme, Killer Sofa is definitely better. Yeah.
0: I I have this real like I'm not really into like sharks or crocodiles or anything like mm. that. I just I don't find that, you know. Um but I have this thing about inanimate objects becoming, you know, like killer so and so. So apparently my partner showed me um a trailer for like, I think it's called like killer tire. And it's got like, this t- tire that goes around killing people by running them over. Um and that would be something that I would be like, yeah, I want to watch that because obviously someone's either been smoking something or have been like, you know what, yeah. let's just do the most ridiculous thing <laughs> we can like think of possibly. Um, so, if you had to come up with a horror film to do with like a killer something, what would you do?
1: Hmm, I don't know. That's the uh... Oh, there's so many things that you could do. Right now in my room, I'm looking at my bed filled with plushies and teddy bears. So a killer plushie or teddy bear could be very interesting, but that's almost going to Chucky realm.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe a makeup brush. That could be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you could also there could be some very graphic horror with that. Who knows? Yeah. But like, yeah, there's just a, a wig. There's so many ways you can go. That would actually be quite funny.
0: i guess we've Um, had like the killer pair of jeans as well with slacks slacks,
1: which is also um, hilarious
0: so we could have like a scarf or perhaps like a killer toilet would be funny um
1: yes a toilet that just gets moved around different buildings and just leaves a trail of bodies in its wake yeah it's like i'd say if you could think of almost any inanimate object someone has thought of making a horror film of it like apparently there is a film called A Killer Dress. I I heard about it mentioned on the evolution of horror pod, and mm-hmm. it, that sounds interesting. But yeah, there's this. I definitely think you're right that there is, it's almost more ridiculous when it's an inanimate object. So it's kind of like see how they do that. Because yeah. that's that is the thing. Ghost Shark, it's an interesting take on the sharks in that it's a ghost, but it's still a shark. And yeah. I kind of think if we didn't have the slew of sharknadoes and all those popular, like, because they, they did really well. Like, they made yeah. four of them. They made a lot of money. Um, how, I, how, I don't know. But <laughs> they were popular. If that hadn't have happened, if there hadn't have been this, like, deluge of <laughs> shark films, yeah. I think Ghost Shark might stand out better. <laughs> but because of the fact that sharks have been done to death, same as crocodiles same as any of those typically scary aquatic creatures yeah like how many more times can you do it yeah which like kill of was just so original yeah. its own thing and then it even had witches like you know it had its own <laughs> like <laughs> kind of like historical witches yeah. and oh <laughs> it's yeah It out of the <laughs> two the much better film i will yeah. still the fact that I paid for Ghost Shark <laughs> shows <laughs> I have a personal soft spot for it, <laughs> but yeah, killer sofa is definitely better.
0: <laughs> um, i I have one more film that like you know that I'm always trying to get people to watch and not because it's like so bad it's good, but because it's just so bad it's bad and I need and you need
1: other people to suffer.
0: Everybody to watch it, and that is Verotica. Um, I made you watch it. Well, I didn't make you, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, watch this and then <laughs> you watch it. like, sure. <laughs> um, why do you think that film doesn't quite work as like a so bad it's good?
1: I think that one doesn't work because it is literally trying to play it straight. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, as in in no point in it are they trying to like make a gag or are they, like, you know, are they playing into a joke or anything like it's just trying like it's trying to make this scary anthology and it just doesn't work. And also as well, the fact that like, you know, a lot of the actors in it, a lot of them are from adult entertainment and porn and a lot of the people in those industries just aren't that good actors. Now, some of them are. There are some terrific actors who can walk between both adult entertainment and mainstream. (laughs) But the ones that they chose for this film don't have that ability. (laughs) And, yeah, it's... I don't know. I just... It just seems like Glenn Danzig was just like, I have money. I want to make a horror film. I'm just going to make a horror film. And, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't work. (sighs) Yeah, it was (laughs) just...
0: But everyone no. still needs to
1: see it. Yes, everyone needs to watch it just so that only the handful of us that have seen it aren't the only ones who have suffered. We need other people to feel our pain. <laughs> <laughs> just so that we're not alone in this. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, I think it's just because it just plays it straight. Like, yeah. even with, like, Ghost Shark, yes, it has, it falls into that trope of American B-horror films with just ridiculous overacting it has a really ridiculous plot. The script doesn't make sense, but you can kind of tell that they are having fun with it. Like, you know, it's a ghost shark. You can't read, like, you know, they're. you can tell kind of tell that they're having fun while they're doing it. You just didn't get that sense with Veronica. It was just terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. I just had, like, but also, like, it was terrible, but I also couldn't, like, just switch it off. Yeah. It was so terrible. Like, I just needed to see how worse it would get. Like, yeah. as in, I used to be the type of person when would come to watching horror films or movies or whatever, I'd be like, well, I've already started it. I need to finish it. And then afterwards, I'd be like, oh, God, that was such a waste of my time. Now I don't do that. If I can, if, like, you know, 20 minutes in, if I'm not feeling it or I know I'm not going to have fun, I turn it off and i forget about it and it's so much nicer on my mental health (laughs) i no longer (laughs) am wasting my time i didn't give it the chance i just forgot about it that works but with veronica it was so bad (laughs) i just it was it was like watching torture (laughs) i was just like (laughs) i need like where is this going what is going to happen next i don't know it's so terrible but i just need to know how much worse it will get (laughs) I don't know why, but it was self-inflicted torture and other people need to do the same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming back and uh, chatting about So Bad They're Good. I almost <laughs> say So Good They're Bad. Um, So Bad They're Good. Um, Yeah, it, it was an interesting subject. <sighs>
1: There's not a lot you can say on the subject. It's very, like, you know, <laughs> Unlike talking about queerness and horror, where you can talk for hours about how the, how interesting that topic is, you can't really do that with this one. It's very much a, it you know, it does what it says on the tin. <laughs> you know, you're getting exactly <laughs> what you're reading. It is what it is, and it's not you know, like they're not horror comedies. Like this, you know, these films aren't, you know. Cabin in the Woods, or Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which I love those two films, they are two of my favourite films I tell every single person I know to watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil, because it is just so good, it's so funny, it's so pure of heart, and it's just ridiculous These films we've just talked about aren't that (laughs) They're a different thing altogether (laughs) So yeah, you can't really talk a lot about so bad to good. But you do have to acknowledge that it is something that exists within horror. And kind of doing a kind of wider analysis, I think it's these films, even though we can find them the good ones, with like, you know, the nail in the coffin, or no, that's the wrong expression nail in a haystack. <laughs> and, you know, the the Diamond in the Rough like, is one good one amongst a slew of terrible ones. Unfortunately it's these type of films that a lot of people who aren't horror fans think of when they think of horror. I think it's the existence of these type of films which is why there's a snobbery against the horror genre from people who aren't horror fans. Like, because these type of films exist It means the genre itself isn't deserving of accolades or isn't deserving Mm. our attention. So I think as horror fans, you have to acknowledge that these films do exist. Like, you know, you can't ignore their existence. They're, you know, they do exist and you can find good ones. It just takes a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me mix bell morgan chat about ghost shark which i will never forgive you for making me watch, and <laughs> one of my favorites so bad it's good killer sofa um if you haven't seen either of these titles go watch them if you are in the mood for something absolutely silly and ridiculous um yeah i hope you enjoyed this week's episode um We are fast coming up on December. We will be having, of course, some Christmas-themed episodes coming up in December. So watch out for that. In the meantime, we have some amazing subjects coming up and some amazing guests. I'm really excited for you to hear them. Um, So as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, please go rate and review uh, on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on um, you can also find me on Twitter at what underscore screen or Facebook and Instagram at waterscreen podcasts um, as always I hope you have a great week and don't forget to stay horrific goodbye